Welcome to Tech at Lunch, the podcast that satisfies your hunger for all things tech while you enjoy your midday meal. So grab your sandwich, tune in, and let's dig in. Hello, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm John. And this week we we don't have Ed with us. Um, and you know he spent time with family. We did a we we had a pretty fun yeah, event this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know we did a, a barbecue competition this weekend. So you know we kind of had fun with that. Um, but you know this week we got to continue moving on. We 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 can't really you know sit back on our laurels. Um, so you know this week we kind of want to continue down the uh kind of i guess you could say the filament side of the house um yeah or the material side of the house i guess we'll call it there we go yeah that's better um and you know of how we do recycle that and how we you know how we kind of use that type of stuff but this week we want to get into resins and also the resin printers um we may touch on a few other things um other ways of doing things with 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 polymers um or resins like you start getting into like the sls printers and instead of you know some other stuff but you know i guess uh we can get uh really get get, you kind of moving behind this uh champ you use these things more than i have so you're more familiar with the resin side of the house uh what do you think amazon day so it's not too late for you you know (laughs) so no but um yeah, no, so I've, I've been printing with the resin printer for a little bit now. Um, definitely wasn't the easiest thing to start with. Uh, it's You have to learn a whole new, like, process, a whole new uh, containment, a whole new, um, you know, finishing process. Everything about it was new. The only things that were the same is that it's, you know, on a linear rail, right? <laughs> so that's the only thing that really – and it takes G-code. So uh, I had to get a new slicer, a lot of stuff kind of came with it but um when we boil it down to kind of the basics of it it's about uh, what type of print you're trying to do so we talked about filaments in the last one and we even went into some industrials right um but those are still kind of the same similar process when we get into resins it's really uh like a whole like you're at this point chemically you're thinking of uh, instead of heating something to reform it you're thinking of you know doing a chemical reaction to solidify uh your print and then that's where that's where the level kind of changes and the angle changes so much um but but uh, resin's uh consumable just like um you know your filaments that come on spools they're weighted Mm -hmm. the same right so you you get into a lot of uh similarities but it's about the chemical compound it's going to be liquid of course. Do you I mean, see it going the same, uh, say, same length? Uh, I would say it's more precise. So um, I, I, I want to break it down into two. So SLA is where it started. Uh, and that was like, hey, I could shoot this uh, light at this wavelength. These, uh, you know, I think most of them are 405 um, nanometers. The, this wavelength and it'll solidify this 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 resin here you're like okay well i guess similar to like if you're drawing or painting you just hit one point where your brush is and you're consistently building that you know whatever sculpture or, or, or painting or whatever you're you're adding to it uh point by point instead of uh layer by layer like we're used to with fdm 
So there's there's SLA that's single point or I think it's like single laser something I'm not sure what the A stands for and then there's DLP which is digital laser I, I believe um, this was the word that I like to say it was like polymerization or something like that but it's it's ideally it's instead of a single point on your uh, image and kind of doing waiting for that laser to reach that entire level before it moves the bed again it's doing the entire layer at the same time effectively you know cutting your print time into like oh man it's like a fifth or a sixth of the time it's it's incredible but it's still the same resin right so it's, it's still the same stuff um, but you're just doing it a different way so I mean I think that resins um, uh, the, when we're talking about now we're talking about a chemical reaction we the differences that we should kind of focus more on is like in the chemical makeup what's mixed mm -hmm. into this resin right the resin so we, now we think of as compounds right because we can't really do that with with our other filaments can we true yeah you i agree with you you can't compound things like i mean you can right but it involves a process of 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 you know i guess um, mixing flakes of carbon fiber into PETG or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like right? the plus stuff and yeah. everything else. So you can mix those things in there and then extrude it out of a, you know, uh, pretty much a bigger hot end than your printer and, and spool it up that way. Or you could have it, like, it, this is kind of a different way of thinking about it, where you're mixing these two liquids um, or maybe a solid into the liquid. Maybe you want to put some fibers in uh, to your printer uh, mm -hmm. or your your resin. Honestly, I haven't done it. I think uh, I think I watched a few videos where a couple people have kind of tested it. At this point, you're a scientist, right? Right. <laughs> like and, I feel like you would like it too, because you're just trying to stick. You're just tossing stuff so it would stick, so it stick, right? Yeah, pretty much. And you Whatever know, some works. people, you know, I've seen I've seen the same videos, and people have tried to throw in, hey, you know, I can use this type of plastic and go from there or this type of bedding material and you know help with the strength issues right yeah did it work probably not but it's a good attempt i'll say that you know the one thing that people need to think about when you're kind of working through the resin side of the house is um now you're really getting into a chemical you're no longer dealing with something that may give off VOCs. It, this thing is going to give oh, yeah. off VOCs. Um, so always check the chemical makeup of what you're using. Um, you know, the last thing we need somebody to do is chlorine gas themselves. Exactly. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, please be careful if you're going to attempt um, resin printing. Um, you know, we'll say this now before we get too deep into the weeds on this thing is you know be safe read the chemical makeups of it understand that you do need some sort of ventilation mm -hmm. and you do need a way of containment you know as far as containing this stuff don't let kids anywhere near it um don't let your cat knock it over and you know roll in it you know or, or whatnot no. you know um Most reason i bring up cats very, is well, uh, they're kind of into things Yes, yeah. exactly. Cats will get into it because it's moving and lighting up and flashing. If they like lasers, they're going to go to it. But absolutely. I mean, I think uh, I, I think it varies on the level of your allergic reaction, much like, um, 
you know, people's allergic to shellfish. But if you don't know, I mean, why would you test it, right? Don't stick your hand in there. Don't touch put your finger in there if you touch it you need to go clean your hands like it's like washing it in the sink um alcohol uh, uh gets it off um pretty well actually so well, that's yeah, always a bonus. things around yeah it's nice because same thing i mean the whole idea of the alcohol breaks down the materials on your print bed when you're wi uh, wiping a print bed off for fdm it makes sense it's if you spray it on the resin it's it's already a liquid so it's just going to make sure that liquid doesn't stick to anything Right. And now we also have the ability to um, get the water cured resins instead of the uh, the ones that have to be cured in alcohol. So for the ones who are, you know, have a sensitivity to um, rubbing alcohol or anything of that nature, you can always attempt to go over to the water soluble um stuff you're going to throw it through the same curing process and stuff like that however instead of using a you know a 99 percent isopropyl alcohol you're going to use tap water um it's a very potent smell <laughs> but you. but the thing is it's like the, the water ones you can you can roll you can wipe that stuff off and it'll go right down the drain it won't hurt anything um yeah. you know they're septic safe they're also well i'm not saying dump an entire bottle down there um they're also, you know, not they're environmentally conscious, I guess you could say. It also saves you from having to buy a whole, you know, gallon, gallon and a half ice broke alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean depends on depends on who you are. I mean some people if the isopropyl gets too dirty they um they kinda you know, dispose of it and get more. I I mean honestly you could clean out you can recycle like oh that's that's a good point so we we talk about sustainability with all the other filaments didn't we yeah you can actually recycle your uh isopropyl alcohol i know we're talking about resin is the consumable of this episode right but th this, this is the part of the process point. right yeah you need this to be able to do that so you need uh alcohol isopropyl mm -hmm. alcohol to be able for the most part not everything like you were saying but at this point a lot of them are um needing that to cure or wash i mean i should say that you can get all that excess resin off of your print but um you can you can actually use uh like a black light or, or a uv flashlight and and kind of decant it and get it get it uh cleaned out you're not going to get everything back you're only going to get a portion of it back but you'll get some some of that isopropyl um so just something to think about because as you as you use these things it it's going to like you're gonna change colors of, of resin, right? You're gonna, um, you know, have different um, types or brands, and it, it, they tend to get mixed together in that cure tank, so or that wash tank, so um, yeah. it starts to discolor, and that's that's something that people worry about. And you start dealing with that when you start dealing with like the ABS-like um, resins. You start dealing oh, yeah. with the the super cure the super clear um like glass resins um what is it artist resins now too where they're yeah um it's clear and shapeable um it's about the i think the curing or how it how it um the uv light hits it and how it um we talked about it in the previous couple podcasts where we they had that that pyramid of like you know semi 
crystalline and uh, amorphous mm-hmm. um like you these these still do have lattice structures right so you you still will see that more semi crystalline structure but um um, there's definitely people out there that are trying to kind of use the idea of a, of a chemical pro- a chemical process to get maybe a rubbery, just like you were saying, TPU or something like that, similar mm-hmm. like resin, um, and they're getting successful prints out of it. So, I mean, it just depends on it depends on um, I guess the tools available to you if you can synthesize, you know what I'm saying, a resin. Yeah. Most of the time, people are probably going to buy some of those, but I would say those are still kind of on the more advanced side. So if if you're just starting out, I wouldn't go right into that too quick. Yeah, definitely uh, not. But it does sound cool. It's like the impact resin we saw at Rapid um, yeah. from Fosen, uh, and I think Fosen partnered with another company to develop it, um, and it's awesome. I mean, you're driving nails with a resin hammer. Yeah. Yeah, they could have put a little bit more infill, give it a little bit more weight behind the hammer, but it, it worked. I think they called it Onyx or something similar something like that. Something like that, Impact. yeah. And they've got something that looks ceramic-ish. Um, so they've got – there's a lot of things, but at the end of the day, um, these are all chemical compounds – uh, so you gotta make sure you're looking at, you know, they're not gonna, not they're not gonna be all made the same if they're from different developers or different, um, sorry, so they're from different manufacturers. They're gonna be completely different. Now, I think we're, I think we've gotten past the point of the the basics though. I think if you're printing, um, like if you get a resin printer, uh, be safe. Get with the, I guess the water soluble. Um, that would or, be your best the, bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the same brand as your printer is a good place to start, and then just just get comfortable with that because I think it's going to take a while for the uh, to get a comfortable with the uh, the slicer because the slicing process was a little strange. I'll, t- I'll say that much. And there's a lot of people who have done, you know, their, you know, some videos on YouTube and stuff like that that showed people yeah. how to really use those slicers and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, we may have to do one of those just to just to be able to help people out. You know, kind of give people best practices. Yeah, but, some of your some of your normal ones like uh, I think Prusa's slicer has and their for their SLS printer they have uh, they have it included in their slicer. Yeah, Super so, slicer does too. Yeah, so Super slicer does have quite a bit more functionality, uh, but I think the base one, uh, I don't know if they can let you do a custom one and and add uh, Elgo or um, any cubic, but usually those are your. I mean, I would say those are like the Ender or the Prusa of you know, the resin printing world. Yeah, I know, I know for like Prusa Slicer and for, um, I think for Super Slicer and I think Orca Slicer maybe only the um, Prusa SLS printers. I'm sorry, SLA printers. Yeah, it makes sense. SLA, SLS, two different, two different um, uh, bags, animals. Two different rabbit holes. (laughs) Yep. I mean, we probably could spend a whole episode on on metal um, prints and stuff like that, but um, the but weird yeah, and wacky. I mean, this is, I think, this is where a lot of that started, though. I would. I think so this. too, because if you think about it, if you have a resin that is a metal like impacted resin, and you print that out, and it kind of forms your layers and forms your layers and forms your layers, you throw that through a curing tank, and you can melt the resin out. Um, leaving a metal shape um, of some sort. It's like the guys who use the metal impregnated 
of filament and all they do is center it and then guess what they have a metal print yeah you know kind of the same process you know it's just the thing is is once you get go from rat from uh you know uh, the resin printing like i said you start getting the weird and the wonderful uh the you know or just the straight the flat out strange um you know printing methods and stuff like that you start getting that sls and you know binder jetting and slms and stuff like that it gets it becomes a focus on what is like not just what is the point of your print because i mean at the end of the day we're printing stuff a lot of us just because we can um yeah. so there's no point <laughs> it's just i can so i will um but what what made me take the step into resin which then started like this whole kind of mountain downhill um kind of rabbit hole that we got going was the detail 8k 4k Mm -hmm. resolution are you kidding me you have a 4k tv in your house right now if you just took a corner of that and you said whatever's on that screen if i could 3d uh somehow 3d um model it scan it you know if if you're using a scanner but get that 3d model somehow you can make that thing come to life with with crazy amounts of detail and i think the biggest thing is the overhang issues and you have the supports and the curing it makes it so much easier on on a resin printer versus the supports that and and the possible artifacting you would experience in the loss of detail on a fdm print or fff print yeah, and now you have the the 8K resins that support that type of stuff. Yeah, I, I was curious on that because I was I was thinking about it. I was like, what? Like we were just talking about like what what makes these different, right? Um, and I I I think I got my answer. Uh, I'm still kind of I guess on the fence about it, but it it just kind of makes more sense to me. It's mm-hmm. like we talk about layer height with FDM, right? We talk about a 0.2 millimeter layer height, right? Yeah. Uh, for this, we also have a layer thickness. So what does that layer cure? How 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 far from the bed is, uh, or how far from the LED screen is your bed? Uh, that's getting cured and for the most part most of them start with minimum or default layer thickness of 0.05 millimeter so much more fine than your fdm so even if i just look at those two things i can guarantee you i'm going to have more more detail and i i really wonder if like we have 4k resins we have 8k resins based on the resolution of the screens the lcd screens and stuff like that that are in the printers themselves but if you think about it, I really wonder, and this is just me wondering out here in the blue zone, bliss, is is there a viscosity issue? Is there a viscosity difference between the 4K resin and the non-4K and the, the 8K resin? Because if you think about it, something that's a little bit more viscous. Dude, there's gotta be. It's you gotta think about it. thinner liquid is going to give you just that much more detail because it can kind of fit inside crevices and things like that. So I yeah, really wonder if it is sense. a viscous issue. You're making too much sense, Nick. That makes oh, a lot of sense. Shit. I mean, well, listen. Go back to the drawing board. Now. <laughs> <laughs> You're making too much. No, see that, but that's the thing is. So earlier we started with your basic. You just get, get whatever your brand is. That's probably a safe place to start. I'm not saying get 20 bottles of whatever your brand is and say you're good. Yeah. And there's an acid brands too, by the way. There's so many, uh, but not all are made the same. I'll tell you that much right now. But like, so I I, I want to kind of go through this path with it so your basic one you've got most of the time people are going to do with clear white or gray 
Um, those are kind of your standard ones, just because they, uh, a lot of the times these were used for models that were getting painted, and those were very easily uh, primed layer colors, or primed colors for a model, right? And it's easy to paint. Um, but when you think about it, if you get a clear, right, can't I just add dye to it? Or yeah. a white, can't I just add dye to it to make it whatever color I want it to be? And that turns out that's actually that's absolutely right. So I say basic, maybe get a couple um, dye, uh, um, some dyes, and kind of toss it in. Uh, after you get a couple prints, of course, uh, get comfortable first before you just go for the, you know, for something too like don't put too many variables in. I should say too many points of failure in, but uh, it should be the powder dye can. too. Yeah, you can get to where you can – it's just additives. Uh, so you were talking about viscosity, and that's what got me thinking. That So the viscosity is definitely a, uh, something that, that needs to be taken into account because um, when we were talking earlier about adding things to the resin, this is the same thing if you're changing the color, you're adding a dye. Same thing as if you're saying, hey, I want to reinforce – think about concrete with reinforced with uh, um, uh, rebar. Right, you're adding stuff in there. So if you have like little fibers and you add fibers in there, would my print not just be stronger at those layers? True. Um, so it's 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 something to think about. But like again, it's another it's another point of failure because you could be just creating an air pocket, and you know what happens with air pockets. Um, yep. Th Things those tend to, tend to become breaks. Yeah, th those are broken. So like that's why I kind of say air on the side of caution. But we. I would say intermediate resin printing is maybe adding something to your resin while you're printing, right? Because at that point, you should be comfortable enough slicing and printing. Um, I think one of the ones that I really liked the color of was, uh, I think it's Thomas Sandlander did uh, graphine, a graphene? graphine. Oh, the, yeah, the graphene, yeah. Um, he used a lot, so it made it like very chalky in mm -hmm. the print, so it kind of... Um, it lost its structure, right? So it wasn't as nice. But if it, it, it looked, it looked cool. I mean, it, for what it's worth, it's it's an experiment. You're trying to make something, right? So the yeah. fact that you can change the overall finish by adding a chemical or an ingredient at the beginning, I'd say you're at intermediate resin printing. Add a you know add a metallic metallic powder to it, make it magnetic. There you go. See, and that make it conductive. Boom, yep. you have something that can be a conductor. You can have, like, th there's so many different applications at that point. And then then when you can get, I think you need more industrial type um, uh, manufacturing, mm -hmm. I guess, tools and thing, machines like that. If you want to make kind of like how Fosen has the Onyx or, or Polyspectra has, uh, what did they call it? The um, Core or something Yeah, the like Core that? line. Yeah, Core yeah. Black and stuff like that. Um, it's darn near indestructible. Yeah, so these are the these are the resins that you see. You make a print. I, like I think we saw it at Rapid, uh, where they had it in. Like I'm thinking about printing, and and when you think FDM, what's the chemical process that's happening that makes it makes it work or makes it like extrude? Yeah, it's, it's a solid to a to a liquid back to a solid again. Right. It's it's temperature that it's got to put there. Right. So I'm thinking about. Okay, this means that now we're on a different plane. Like curing doesn't matter how hot it is. I mean, it probably has some type of heat con combined with, of course, the wavelength, right? I'm not saying there's absence of heat, but it's it's 
different. So so when we saw their boiling their prints after they're finished, I was so confused. I was like, how is that not a goo right now? Oh, that's the core green stuff, yeah. Yeah, I was like, how is that not goo? How did you not just like make that into and and it's and it's because they're affecting the the chemicals like the 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 polymer connections the um the structure of the material it's it's incredible that at that point i think that these are the i would say advanced prints oh yeah Um, and the thing is you guys start thinking about it that you know we need to make sure but also understands this you know, I know we understood it, to be honest with you, is you start getting into different levels of equipment when you start dealing in resin printers, even leading up to that intermediate section. Um, yeah. You know, we're not going full bore here. Um, we, we will, believe me, um, because you yeah, start dealing <laughs> with your, your, your smaller cubics and you start getting up to your cubic AKs. Then you start getting yeah. to the Fosens, which are just ginorma. You know, they're huge, mm-hmm. huge printers. Um, then you start getting into, you know, form labs, uh, which is a different, different breed of, of, of printer. Um, they do have the smaller printers. They also have the big printers, um, which run off of cartridge. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have one of them, one of, I, I could tell you, they probably have one of the most ingenitive pieces of equipment out there is that, auto print system that they came out with remember that well i i remember them talking about the spaghetti detector thing um, well for uh for form labs what they have is they have the ability to like change the print bed for resin printers oh really yeah no okay that's i i I guess i didn't know that no because I remember, I mean, I, I definitely remember the cartridge system and, and kind of, I think Adam Savage got, has one or two yep, that he, he was kind of experimenting with, but, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's the sheer size of it that that's, that's enough. I just, I'm like, oh yeah, make yeah. it bigger. <laughs> it's called the, uh, form auto, um, form auto. Okay. So it's a form auto. It, it changes the beds out of your, of air, of, of your SOS well, printer. Beds. It's a bed swap. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's a little expensive. Um, we got yeah. to see it in in in, in motion at um uh, at Rapid, and it's oh, uh, definitely awesome. I'm gonna tell you that. Um, we got to see it sitting there next to us. Uh, I was very intrigued with it. Uh, because technically you could set up an entire uh print farm just using the Forum Autos and the Forum Lab printers. Um. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that. I think that was the same day we looked at that modular, um, I think Visitech, that modular curing setup there yep. where they had it. Um, you could get a whole bunch of cubics and have a modular curing. Like, There's also the day we looked at the SLS printers from uh, oh, um, from Forum Labs because they were sitting right next to us. That's so incredible. Go to go to Rapid next year, guys. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll be there. Uh, incredible it's well, just what they're doing it's just wild you know um but i'm gonna say that's probably one of the more in- intuitive things i've seen um especially when it comes down to down to sls printing because well, not sls but freaking uh that um yeah well, eventually enough. um yeah <laughs> sla printing um but the thing is if you think about it it's easier for somebody to create a print farm printing high quality um resin prints 
However, you got to, you know, pay the piper. You know, they're not cheap. They're about $4,000 just for the form auto and then not including the price of the printer, which is about 2 k well, the nice um, thing is, is that they have the enclosure, like their enclosure is robust enough. They've got fans built in and things like that. But um, yeah. I would say, I would say still want to be careful about keeping it in the same room as you too. But I think that their systems are just much better yeah. um, as far as, you know, keeping their materials the are, safe. are absolutely, you know, crazy because they have some cool materials. Um, they do a lot of the uh, dental um, implant. Uh, materials uh, that's one thing they're known for they have a dental line uh, that they do which you know kind of makes it pretty interesting and then um, if I'm not mistaken they were the ones who first came out with the um, SLA printed um, cranial implant for the eye socket I think is what they came out with good with their flexible uh, filament that, I think that they form labs? yeah forum labs I think they're also oh I might be I might be mixing them up with um, one of the others that were in that same area, but wasn't there a flame resistant? They are. Yep. There's. They I don't. Like make, a, I don't think it's Forum Labs, but I know it's somebody. Somebody was there. I, I think it was Forum Labs though. It might but, be them. Or, or no. Well, we don't have to sit on it too long. I'm pretty sure that was a filament though, not a not a resin. That so, would be. Wouldn't be surprised if it was a resin too. Be honest with you. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I mean, especially like Fosen is the one we keep coming back to, but they're definitely the ones where we saw. We saw so much of the the tooling that you could print, I mean, in action, right? Yeah. I think I would have liked more weight behind it, but that's what happens when you don't print it fully 100%. <laughs> right. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, that people see out there that people kind of get behind. And if you're in the greater um, uh, area, if you're in the greater L.A. area, I guess you could say Anaheim, California next year, um about april time frame uh you know definitely you know go up there take a look at uh at rapid um i can't remember the exact dates for uh, rapid 2024 i believe it's the first week of april um if i'm not mistaken well i think i think so i think last time it was may but this time yeah. it's gonna be earlier i think it uh, might be no, the last week it's last week of april it's 20, last week of april well, 23rd 25th all right yeah we'll definitely be out there um yeah you know you have to go out there and look for us so we'll be walking around um you know gawking over something or talking to somebody or you know figuring out a way to get more people on the podcast for you that you guys can actually talk to yeah i'm gonna be staring at a lot of stuff it's a pretty cool experience all overall um yeah. check it out we got we got some other stuff that we're kind of covered on there um it's where we saw you and some of those yep. other companies that kind of spoke to us. So shout out to and, a lot of those guys giving us you know, some time. Exactly. If you think about it, you know, also your SLS printers. Um, why don't I keep saying SLS? SLS on the brain. You got to um, get one now. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, go broke in the process. <laughs> You're talking, you know, 50 to 60 dollars a kilo. Sell the car. <laughs> yeah, I got one to sell. Anyway. You can print a car. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> There's that guy printing a Ferrari with a with an Ender, okay? Um, or a Lamborghini <laughs> with an Ender. One part at a time. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, you have the guys doing the, the what is the post-processing for the SLA printers that are doing the, hey, color changing and stuff like that. You also have guys doing, you know, stuff where it's, uh, you know, flexible film. It's kind of like, you know, a, a modified TPU. Um, 
you, uh, if you're in the dental industry, healthcare, the SLA printers or DLP printers, it might be DLP that they would use, would be your best bet. You know, for yeah, DLP is more, it's, it's your, just so much quicker. Um, you know, dental present. If you're doing your dental resins and stuff like that, for making you know in-house dentures and you know whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you know, before going to something a little bit more extreme. Yeah, I think there was. I mean, it's it's dimensional accuracy is very important to look at. Um, there was some filaments. I think Nano Dimension was the company we saw that was mm-hmm. making some. Um, they had some gears that you could actually put an Allen wrench in and spin. And and see, you know, it was like a very like your smallest Allen wrench, like or Allen key. It's definitely um, small enough to fit that. So it was, it was it was pretty cool to see all these all these advanced ones and and the usability. I mean, they have to make it to where it it's so precise, right? That it's it's incredible. And nano dimension had stuff under um, microscope. Yeah. You had you had to get a microscope to see the detail. That's your eye couldn't see it just by staring at it. I mean, I guess you could, but it was it's hard to see the detail. It's hard to enjoy the detail, right? Right, and you know that that kind of shows the um, the benefit of you know your SLA and DLP printers is, and also the resins that go along with it is the fact that you know some of your prints are a little more enjoyable if you want to print um uh your costumes you know or costume parts um you can print a lot of stuff from sla and dlp printers um if you want to print spaceships and stuff like that you can print with sla and dlp if it's nothing too um you know absolutely you know crazy i think impact resistance and temperature resistance are are key facts to look i mean if we had to break it all down into like why first off why why should i resin print um detail your detail right is 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 huge as far as how much you get from it and the speed that it prints at and then why should i add or get these advanced filaments it's impact resistance it's it's temperature resistance like these things uh have to have to be kind of considered if you want to put a part outside you want to put a part in your car you know how hot your car gets sitting in a parking lot if you're Mm -hmm. at work all day Right. So like these are things that have to be considered. Um, I mean, it also kind of goes on to that that piece where we'll have to eventually touch on in the sustainability thing is like if that if they're that, that much more resistant, that means they're that much more resistant to breaking down, you know, if if you throw it away. Right. Right. So it's 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 a double edged sword. I mean, you, you got to figure out how to you got to figure out how to take and do something with the the unused supports or the unused filament. And and yeah. I, I think the answer is simple, man. If you get more filament, you get your supports, you can kind of crush it up. We talked about like recycling um, FDM or filaments. Yeah. And then you put you can put it back in with the resin and it cures again and it'll be mixed in together if you get it fine enough like it's it's something that you can consider i wouldn't say just go for it but like i would say sustainability wise keep it use it for something else you can use it as a mixture to make you know a resin stronger or you can use it as um kind of a, a compound ingredient if if you'd like but you need to figure out how something to do with it right and you know, the thing is, is like you start talking about when you start, you know, start to recycle, 
you know, the, 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 the resin prints and stuff like that, especially failed resin prints. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you can start really dealing with some interesting things because I'm looking at, uh, form labs and stuff right now. Also, um, form labs makes, and I hate to keep going back to form labs, but I think they're kind of like the, the, the leader in some of the, the filament, uh, world right now. And one of those filaments they're doing is silicone. They're also doing a polyurethane. Um, they're also doing uh, ceramics. Yes. That's crazy. See, ceramic was the one I keep seeing pop up. And that's what I was like, ceramics. I'm sure it's it's ceramic-like, but I can't be certain that it's the same. I bet it's a similar process and probably the same chemical makeup. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, when you start talking about... Um, the like silicone you know it is a good it, it's expensive i'm gonna tell you that right now ha, uh, not doubt it um 349 dollars with tax <laughs> but they're making shock boots for shocks out of it and you know flexible things that's coming out of a resin printer that's usually that's usually set up for a um regular 3d printer but the thing is with that means you can kind of recycle it the same way as you would any other type of, you know, silicone material. Mm -hmm. um, right. Oh, I think... Um... Batman, I'm listen to this. Just to give you an idea of what we're dealing with here, we're talking start talking about this stuff. As far as this one, the post cured for 30 minutes at 60 degrees Celsius. Your shore hardness is 40A. Ultimate tinsel strength is 5.5 MPA. Elongation at break is two hundred thirty percent. Oh wow! See, that's the thing we and that's the thing that we did. We did, didn't we? We did a test like with Polyspectra mm -hmm. and and the core. I can't. I think it was just one of the core ones where we we held a, a weight to it to see what what weight would it break at, and and it was incredible. Like yeah, you're. I think it was like I don't know what the unit of measurement was to be honest with. I think you. it's newton meters newton meters so i think it was getting up to 200 300 newton meters before it, it, it broke which is i'm gonna be honest with you if you ever felt like 50 newton meters you're gonna feel that in your shoulder if you're not ready right you and know? like this is this is tearing at 12 kilonewtons oh man with a and so the, here's here's where we start getting on the physics side of the house um we start talking about filaments you start talking about glass transition phases you know especially when you talked about on the filament side of the house that sounds familiar yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, negative 110 degrees Celsius. Wow. Wow. That's that's just crazy, man. Like, there's so much that goes into um, the, the materials and the testing of this. How, how you could figure out that this is – it works. It's, it must have taken so many attempts, but that's the beauty of 3D printing, isn't it? The rapid prototyping is so, like, ready and available. Either that or the rabbit hole that you had to follow to figure it out at the end of it. Yeah, or or you just take shifts and you know it's uh when you sleep you're not <laughs> so when you sleep someone else is doing it. <laughs> right. So. And you know the thing is is they got more and more and more different um you know filaments out there and stuff like that that people can you know that people can play with and stuff like that you know it's and some of them are just as expensive as others you know you start getting into your the 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 rigid uh filaments that it looks like can actually run on yours they sell it by the bottle now um which Don't tell me is, this. is your polyurethane yeah you're not gonna pay for that. that's 149 dollars 
Don't tell me this. <laughs> well, if I can get a gift card, cough, cough. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for his Christmas gift. Yeah, um, Christmas is coming up. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, man, it is. It looks pretty cool. Um, I mean, you start looking at some of that stuff, and you start to geek out about it. You know, me, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a science and history guy. I can tell you I don't like math. I, I don't like, you know, any of the other stuff. But, you know, science, science, engineering, and in uh, history and stuff like that is, you know, it's kind of like my background, you know, along with you know a little bit of law enforcement, the, the you know criminal justice side of the house, you know, when it comes out of school. But right. it's just, you know, when I start seeing stuff like, you know, I start seeing chemical makeups like that, I start kind of geeking out a little bit, you know, because it's like this should not work. <laughs> it's 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 strange i mean honestly it's it's all about it like of course we talk about experimentation but like yeah you start learning more and more about the world you start learning more and more about um um kind of somehow how things react and when you you start putting those pieces together it's it's crazy what is possible with with like some of the some of the tools that are like readily available to you you know like you, I mean, if you wanted to and you had the space in a Kuka robot, huh, you can make yourself a spaceship. Like, yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> and the thing is, is the resin printer is great for people who are getting into a secondary hobby. Um, especially if you're if you're trying to make jewelry. Um, resin printers are great. You can make your yeah, ring your rings. ring molds and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then do lost casting and stuff like that. You know, that's all possible, you know, with, with a resin printer. Um, a little easier than using a an FDM printer or an FFF printer. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's always something to think about. And if you think about it, that also, um, what is it? The uh, 3D printed shoes are actually th- are actually resin printed. Oh, the uh, Adidas. Adidas, yes. Well, see, okay. Here, or are those or are those SL SLS printed? I think they no, no, SLS they, printed. They, they, I think they have their own. Um, uh. uh, they have a two phase prints like curing style. It's so this is this is some this is where we get into kind of a gray area. So they're not only using UV curing resin, they're using resin that cures at a temperature as well. So they have to um, get their temperature. Uh, up to a certain point while they're in they put the the it's just the soles um it's not the whole shoe um so they put the soles in to a centrifuge and they'll instead of curing it like or washing it like you're putting it in water they'll spin it and also heat it at the same time so you're hitting it with light uh a certain wavelength and you're heating it like you're doing two two different chemical processes at once that both in its own way hardens your um and and solidifies your print so like it's that's how they were able to get put it through the 9000 step test or or whatever right Mm -hmm. so it's it's something so if you haven't looked at it it's the adidas 40 forward um it's it's crazy for for the letter d and then f w d i'm pretty sure but uh, I mean, they're they're pretty pricey, but they're supposed to be engineered to uh, deflect your downward weight of a step forward. So they want you to keep walking. That's I mean that's the point of it. Why not? It's gonna cost you a pretty penny though. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, huh. I'm curious. 
if I get if I come across if I like win like 200 bucks here or there, maybe I get one just to tell you about it. I'm just curious about it. You know. That's interesting. I just ran across a something from uh it it's from Ultra Print. What's that? Um it's a resin. I'm trying to find more about it. Um it's a 12k resin. Is there even 12k printers around? See, yeah, they got one I... from AnyCubic. Oh my gosh, AnyCubic, of course it's AnyCubic. Can can we even tell at, at a certain point past <laughs> like can you tell past like we talked about this with We've had this conversation, I, I know, probably a few times before. It's like, oh, they got 8K TVs. Listen, sir, can you tell between the 4K and an 8K? Because yeah. to me, I can mathematically, or, or like if I put it in the size of dimension, yeah, I get it. There's more pixels. There's more detail. But like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's the it, the Photon Mono M5S. Boasts 12K resolution at 19 micron X accuracy ridiculous but like you said can you tell the difference ridiculous well i mean I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you um if i had to choose which side i'm on i would like to pick the higher resolution and that's just because uh, i mean it's the same reason why i want a graphics card for my computer that's the highest one or or, or anything like that it's like if it's there i would like to see the capability of the top notch whatever yeah. want to um, push it yeah, push push the boundaries a little bit. Maybe you learn a little bit about it. Maybe I maybe you see something like, oh, um, this uh, like we were talking about adding materials to your resin. Like maybe this this um, maybe zinc zinc is shavings is is what I need to add to this print, and then it becomes like the the most um, durable or the most heat resistant or whatever. Um, but you look for properties that exude the the chemical characteristics that you want in your print and that's kind of what you go for you know and that, i mean to me that's that that part right there makes it um so custom so like uh advanced in that sense that like that's why i would like to do resin printing however it's a very very hands-on long process right long process and but worth it yeah and the thing is is you know we, we got you know our group of individuals that we hang out with and i guarantee you somebody is going to pull the trigger on a on a 12k um oh, yeah. you know mono freaking something did. exactly just to say they did it but also <laughs> just to just to say hey look you know i printed a squirrel you know and it's okay it's gonna be something <laughs> like a it's gonna like i mean we what happened i i was about to print the biggest benchy you'd ever seen but i decided to print a dragon instead so like you see what i'm saying like it would have been i printed a, a 56 hour print it probably is what kind of ruined my printer's harness but like we push it to the bounds because why not yeah i printed a four i printed a 12k benchy <laughs> it's max bed size i think also though to be honest with you when you when you get some of those higher um 8k 12k the print bed is bigger isn't it yeah, so this one is 7.87 by 8.58 by 4.84. Oh. That's bigger than my bed. I have the I have the Anycubic uh, Mono X 4K. Mm -hmm. It's that's a bigger bed. 
that's a bigger bet. I mean, to be honest with you, it's, it depends on what your print is. You could probably most of the time break your print up into multiple pieces, but when you start doing that, we said it earlier, you introduce more points of failure, which can kind of ruin your print. So yeah, you be careful about that. You know, it's I'm looking at it. It's like what eleven? It's like a thousand five hundred twenty by five thousand one hundred twenty resolution. Come on, man. You can't see that many pixels. Tell me how many pixels you see right now. <laughs> One. <laughs> it's all the same to me. At a certain point, it all blends together, and you're not going to be able to tell. Like, maybe somebody will, will be able to tell, but, like, how many people wear glasses at the office? You think they can see all them pixels? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm not saying don't push the boundaries, but I just, I, at a certain point, I'm asking the question of how far is too far um, negligible i would say diminishing returns is 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 what it, it's like okay you work so much harder to get this into a, 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 a higher resolution does that mean my print's going to take six times as long or twice as long if not sure but what's the what's the advantage and what did i gain from it is my question right you know the That's thing cool. is is a lot of guys who are buying these higher end printers like these and stuff like that are the guys who are building like dungeon and dragon things and stuff like that you know things who who you know, people who print their collectibles and their de their their tabletop game stuff, you know because they wanted to be the you know the the, the <laughs> biggest and the baddest on the planet. I don't buy my pops to figurines. <clears throat> I print them. <laughs> right. You know, there's always that one person. You know, I open sourced my pops. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't you can't sell those aren't the same. That's copyright infringement. Not, They're not ops instead of pops. If you don't sell it, it's not copyright infringement. Yeah, it's ops right? instead of pop. <laughs> it's called oops. You should Google it and consult a lawyer. Uh... Yeah, don't listen to us. <laughs> Please, dear God, I am not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. <laughs> I have, well, I, you have to disclaimer. Two weeks of somebody sitting there saying, "Well, I'm, I'm making this product called the Oops." It's like what? <laughs> I will find you, and we will split. I'm okay with the five percent. You know, I'll take equity in your company. <laughs> We'll, we'll be your printing through. support. Yeah, we'll talk this through. But yeah, no, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I, we, there's a lot of stuff that we touched on, but I think at a certain point we're getting into a different chemical process and we're we're going to, at that point, almost touching a different type of printing. So if we're talking about resin printing, we're talking, I'm, I'm saying that probably the most efficient is DLP, which is that entire um, layer at once. Uh, but like if you feel comfortable with the SLA, go for it why not right um they they have different advantages of course but also it's you know increases your print time uh, right to go sla so because you have to do every line it's a lot but yeah, yeah no i mean it's up to you really but i think that we we have a lot of a lot of these things touched on and and the the printers i mean if you ask me they're on a linear rail that goes you know it's in one one dimension so, like, I would say a lot of these SLA or DLP printers are very similar. It's resolution that you're changing. It's the size of the print bed that you're changing. And most importantly, the filament. Or, sorry, resin. Exactly. You know, so, so but I think that, you know, we've kind of hit the nail on the head a few times. And I think that, you know, I think we got the point across at this point. And we don't want to, you know, bore anybody, to be honest with you. We want people to enjoy the hobby, get into it, you know, have some fun with it. You know, let us know what y'all print. You know, we're kind of interested. Um, 
maybe a little bit more than usual. Uh, but we are interested in what you guys do. Um, you know, de definitely go take a look at your printed heritage. If you see anything on there that you guys don't want, uh, let us know. Or something you don't see on there, let us know that what you want. Uh, we will be starting to do more of the flag prints and stuff like that for y'all. Um, getting some of them out there. We got to do some demo flags for you. We may even start doing a little bit of uh, your, uh, you know, SLA uh, 3D printing. Um, sorry, not SLA. Yeah, SLA. SL SLA or SLS? S SLA. Um, uh, <laughs> trying to give me a um, couple thousand. <laughs> lithophane uh, printers. Oh, you know what? I did buy that white resin. So, uh, so just we this. might have to try that just to see how that goes. Um, and, you know, kind of, you know, let y'all know. But, you know, we want to thank you. Um, we are definitely uh, getting closer and closer and closer to that 2,000 all-time download mark. Um, I'm actually checking the stats right now um, to see kind of where we're at. Um, if I can get past all of the stuff about what's going on currently in the uh, Middle East. Um, so... Yeah, that is. Um, so we're at uh, nineteen. Th we're at one thousand nine hundred fifty-five all-time downloads, guys. Um, and wow. we, it's you know, it's fun. We enjoy it. We like having fun with it. We want y'all to learn more and have a little bit more enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, looking at you know where some of these people are listening to us from. You know, it's some. It sounds like some probably fun places to visit. Some places to go. We hope to see you at some of the events that we're going to. Um, we will actually be at. Uh, South Tech in Greenville, South Carolina at the end of the month. So we will be out there. Um, it will be me and Ed. Um, and then, of course, we will be at Rapid um, next year if we don't end up attending some more of the 3D printing stuff in between. So, you know, I just want to say thank you and uh, y'all have a good one. I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I also echo, um, you know, Nick says uh, thank you. I mean, it's 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 crazy. I thought we were a little further. I thought we were closer to like at, at around like eighteen hundred, but that's uh that's that's a huge number. Um, it's it's crazy to hear. It's it's crazy to think that anybody else would be, you know, listening or anything at all. Um, just kind of the topics we're talking about. Some people could bore them. I understand, but this is this is very interesting. And and being able to synthesize and create anything that's, you know, you know, in your mind is is to me it's it's a superpower. So um yeah just uh you know keep keep uh keep in mind some of the stuff that we're kind of doing is of course the printed heritage is something um if you have any ideas or you have any questions or any concerns or comments or anything at all just let us know um you know try it out uh and, and see if you uh or check it out and see if you like anything of course there's a website with the the t-shirts that uh that nick has that's connected as well um so so go ahead and, and check some of those things out we um we encourage you to kind of let us know if, if something's not working as well um, and, and if something's uh, not clear. So we just want to help you guys in that sense. But, yeah, stay tuned with uh, some of the things we got going on here. And uh, we look forward to seeing you maybe at Greenfield, maybe at, uh, maybe at Rapid. Uh, honestly, if you haven't gone to Rapid yet, you need to at least see one. Um, oh, yeah, so I agree. It's pretty incredible. But, yeah, other than that, guys, uh, keep it printing. And, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see you in the next one. All right, y'all. Have a good one. That's all for this episode of Tech at Lunch. Thanks for tuning in and joining us for this tech-filled lunch break. We hope you enjoyed the show. And don't forget to subscribe on all channels. And also, you can find us on YouTube under Volcanar Technology Solutions. And join us for our next episode, which gets published every Wednesday at 8 a.m. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you later.